Mark, there are 27 bones in your hand. 28 if you're lonely. Dude, guys. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing at you. Before I forget, you want to die tonight? Hypochondriac with asthma is in there. I just lose all sense of equilibrium. I don't know what's happening. I'm going to say 9 out of 10. Always enjoy watching it every time. Windmills were fire hazardous. He literally used the paycheck to pay for a house. That's all it was for. Meeting someone for the first time, you wouldn't be talking like that. But he was so stoned, he'd like half fallen asleep. <laughs> you and Tasha are meant to be. I'll figure that shit out. <laughs> I just got fired yesterday. I'm free. I swear to God, I'm just sick of looking at your asshole. Hello, welcome to the You Run Podcast. My name is Scott. Uh, my name is Mark. And we are the only horror movie review show completely run and controlled by you, the listeners. Um, I'm going to start this week with an apology, uh, which is rare. It doesn't come often from me. Uh, so last week I bitched like a little girl that idle hands beat out Dr. Sleep to get on the show. I was inundated with messages reminding me that we've already covered Dr. Sleep on the show and it shouldn't have even been in a poll and I'm an idiot. Does it count if it was pre my era, though? Yeah, I think it does, because it was almost like a two hour, 20 minute episode, one of our longest episodes ever. It was a long, I remember it was a long episode. Yeah, we don't need to do that again. Uh, no, so we, we covered that and it was a great episode. Um, so, yeah, if you like our organised approach to podcasting, um, you can support <laughs> the show uh, uh, by reviewing us on Apple or Spotify. Uh, which loads of people have done, uh, especially on Spotify. Thank you very much. We're in the uh, we're in the top fifty again, which is Ooh. awesome. Nice. Um, if you haven't done that already, please, please, please go and do that. Uh, tell a friend about the show. Uh, that's really easy. Or go and buy something from our shop, and we can get nice shiny new things like mics or spare headphones for Mark when his wife steals them. Yeah, so I'm back. I'm back on true form this week. We're back to normal. I found them lurking in a in a bag kicked under a bed behind cuts and all the rest of it. So <laughs> they have been retired to their rightful place. Oh, good. Um, um, so if, like me, you've been busy and not paying attention, like not knowing what shows you've done, um, don't worry, because Mark's here to tell us who to follow on social media this week. Recommended account of the week. This week's a bit different. Um, with the recent passing of Jason David Frank, one of the greatest Power Rangers to ever grace the television screens, um, I kind of wanted to take this opportunity to talk a little bit about men's mental health. Um, I think it's a very pressing issue. Something that, given the given the platform we have, I feel like it's my duty to try and use it and, and spread awareness of where I can. Um, the account that I'm recommending this week is men's mental health underscore underscore. This account basically posts motivational messages and coping mechanisms for stuff like anxiety and stress and general day-to-day issues that quite a lot of men may feel, especially in today's world with the ever-increasing pressures and stresses of life. Um, I just think it's something that, regardless of how great our reach is and how great our platform is, I feel like even if it reaches just a couple of people, it's worth trying to get the message out there and, and showing how important it is for people to reach out and talk. Um, the Instagram community is a fantastic community. And while I've been on it myself, just in a matter of years, I've met some incredible people along the way. Scott, yourself, Angel Voices of Mausoleum, Heather, Wednesday Wine and Horror, Jim from Jim's Retro Emporium, Gareth at Video Tasties, and of course, Elise 
from Horror Review Girls. These are all accounts that I reach out to daily. Um, if I'm having a shit day, I don't need to tell them I'm having a shit day. I can just sort of reach out and get into a conversation about anything that's on the news or on horror or anything in general. And these are the kind of people I tend to go to pick me up along the way. And, and if you are one of those people who is struggling and are feeling a bit down in in life, then my account is always open and I'm happy to talk to anybody at any day of the week. Um, unless you're sending nudes and then if you're doing that, then please send them to Scott at the UN. <laughs> but by the by, I just want to try and take this opportunity to let everybody know that there is people out there and you can talk to whoever you want to talk to and there is no need to go through life alone. You know, we've all got people who are willing to listen and Men's health, men's mental health underscore underscore is a great account and they have some really, really insightful stuff to help deal with day to day life and pressures. Um, and if you are one of those people who may feel a benefit from it, then by all means, please go check it out. Yeah. And again, if you ever want to message me and if sending nudes makes you feel happy, feel free to send me news. But seriously, I'm here. If you ever need someone to talk to, I will talk to you. I'm not. We're not you run podcast isn't a faceless account. There's a person behind it who cares about people and I will talk to you and help you and do anything I can to try and make your day a bit better. Exactly. And that goes without saying from me as well. I will talk shit to anybody about anything for any amount of time. So please you don't need to come to me and tell me you're down on your chips. If you just want to talk about horror, by all means come message me at any day. I'm always happy to engage in conversation. Yeah. We have a guest this week. Um I've, we've not had a guest for a couple of weeks now, Mark. It's just been you and me. It has, yeah. It's going to be a nice, refreshing change of pace to have some company. Uh, um, yeah, it'd be nice to speak to someone else but you. I mean, come on, man. It's nice <laughs> to talk to me. on a. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a guest who has a fabulous co- podcast, uh, brilliant social media, especially her Instagram. Uh, one of the best accounts I follow shares countless amounts of horror stuff and not just like look at this horror movie it's look at this horror movie look what i'm doing today oh by the way i'm at halloween horror nights it's all these kind of cool stuff that lots of people don't get to do and it's a really cool account um someone who's completely obsessed with horror and honestly one of the nicest people i've met ever on instagram or any social media just one of the most pleasant genuine people not one of these accounts that's like hey guys how are you and then you speak to them they're like oh what do you want uh, she's a really, really nice person. Uh, it gives us great pleasure to welcome Jordana of Pretty Killer Podcast. Hi, guys. Hi, uh, how are you? Welcome I'm to the show. wonderful now that I'm hanging with you two. Yeah. <laughs> you've, been, you've been sort of scheduled to be a guest on the show for kind of forever. We've been talking about getting you on and it's taken so long. I'm sorry. That's quite all right. Good things come with time. So, yeah, exactly that. Exactly yeah. that. Um, I want to talk a little bit about your show because your show's not been going very long and your show has become a mini obsession of mine now. I love your show because it's you just say things as they are and you don't try and jazz anything up or make a beat. You just go, this is how it is. I really like this. Or you go, this is how it is. This is terrible. Do not watch it. Um, how How did you get sort of to the point where you wanted to do a show because you took you started your instagram page a long time before your show followed and how was that process of getting from starting to actually getting on the air 
Well, to be honest, I had no idea what I was doing. I knew that I wanted to connect to the horror community in a way. So I did the IG page and then wanted to do the podcast. But podcasting can be very difficult, a lot more than I realized, you know, coming into the game. So I had a little brief bout of self-doubt, I guess you could say. And then I started meeting amazing people like yourself and Sam from To Be or Not To Be like, you know, a ton of accounts. And it just kind of came natural, I guess, after that. Yeah, because sh- I've been a guest on your show and I, I love being on your show because it's very, it's very free speaking and there's kind of nothing that's off limits. It's, it's a great show to be on. And uh, what have you got planned coming up? So season one's pretty much done. Right now I'm kind of working on other projects, I guess you could say. Okay. Um, and, and season two will be dropping in 2023. Not exactly sure when, you know, with the other projects, but definitely we'll be back in 2023. Oh, the other projects I'm excited. What are the other projects? Or are they all under wraps? <laughs> I can't really talk about them too much now, but I guarantee you'll like them. So are you on podcast exclusive, surely? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, nice to have opportunities because when I came on, you and I discussed it, Scott, I really had no structure, like no set format. I kind of just pick what I want to talk about and talk about it with people. Yeah, and that's kind of what makes your show unique. The same as what makes our show unique is letting other people run it and what makes other shows unique is how they do it. But your show is it's unique because it is that free form conversation. And when you listen to your show, it's just like listening. It's just like being part of a conversation. Yeah. And that's what I, that's ideally what I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be a place where even if we had one movie and your opinion's different than Mark's and mine, you know, like it's all different. We can see different perspectives. We can talk about things that we hated. We loved um, and just connecting with people because I just, I don't know. I feel like we need that right now. Yeah. Yeah, and this episode, I'm pretty sure we are all going to disagree. As I mentioned at the start of the show, this is a poll-picked movie, um, and it's selected by the idle hands of our listeners. Uh, Devon Sawyer, Seth Green, Jessica Alba, Eldon Henson lead the cast. Uh, Being a first watch for me, that filled me with so much confidence. There's so much talent in those actors and actresses. A possession story, well, kind of. Uh, with laughs along the way, uh, a horror comedy that just happened at the turn of the le- turn of millennium. Millennium. <laughs> Should try that again. <laughs> yeah, it happened. At- when did it happen, Mark? With the turn of the what? Millennium. Millennium. Yeah, the millennium. Millennium. Uh, t- <laughs> today we are visiting 1999's Idle Hands. So I came all the way over here. You said you was holding. I didn't say what I was holding. Anton Tobias never had much on his mind. Don't you think you should have, like, a goal? My dream life would be to lie around all day in bed and watch TV while somehow Brad delivers me food. And he always had time on his hands. Four bodies have been discovered, and the killer is still at large. Until one of them... (laughs) ...got a mind of its own. control on my hand. Ah! Makes me do things that I don't want him to do. Aren't you a little old for Ding Dong Ditch? <laughs> Sorry about your bush. I'm gonna call 911. What's the number? I'm not the killer. Okay. I mean, if OJ could get off, then I'm sure. 
Scoop here. Now, his hand won't stop. I don't want to hurt you. They don't! Ew, that's disgusting. His friends won't die. You're dead. Undead, actually. It was this big, bright white light at the end of a long tunnel. So what happened? We were like, forget that, man. It's too far. And the only way to stop it... <laughs> idle hands of the devil's playpen, so keep my hands occupied, right? ...is to keep it busy. Freeze! Drop the knitting needles. That's probably not a good idea. Put him down! Cuff me! Put those needles down, young man! Down! Me, cuff me! Cuff me! Columbia Pictures presents... The police have no leads, and the killer is still out there. He screamed like a girl. The comedy... Careful, it's on kind of loose. That's really starting to get on my nerves. ...that dares to give scary movies... Hey, look at me! The backhand... What you doing, man? That's my dad, come on! CPR, man, I saw him Baywatch! Did you lose something there, bud? Idle Hands, the touching story of a boy and his hand. Kinky. Fly for a white guy. The listeners kick off each and every week with their scores, and today they have lost their fucking minds as they scored this at eight out of ten. <laughs> um, I'm saving. Why my... you looking at me? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm saving my thoughts to the end, but I'm gonna. Big spoiler, this is the worst, most unenjoyable piece of garbage I've ever seen. You absolute monster. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to review this as fairly as I can, but I hated every single second of this movie from start to finish. Man. Wow. That that hurts. That hurts my my soul a little bit, I'll be honest. Yeah, I, I imagine I will get huge backlash for the rest of this episode from both of you and all of the listeners when this drops. <laughs> hey, hey, I feel how I feel. Um, uh, honestly, I didn't know where to start with this movie, so let's just start at the beginning. Um, we get a scene with a couple in bed talking about Thanksgiving, um, which has just happened in the States. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone who celebrates that in America. We, we, don't, we don't get the extra holiday over here. We don't get any turkey day. Oh. What is Thanksgiving? Is it just like a mini Christmas? It is like a Christmas warm-up, really, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. It's just a drink all day, eat with your family all day, and then drink Watch more. football, and then watch the Macy's Day Parade. I'm just basing yeah. this yeah. on the Friends episode that I'd seen on Thanksgiving, by the way. <laughs> yes, and the dog show. The dog show is more important than football to me. Oh, really? Well, like Crufts here in the UK, like a, like a pageantry kind of thing. yeah. Yeah, and it's all the different breeds, and I, I just love dogs. So that's enjoyable for me. I'm already half buzzed by the time it comes on at 11, so. Excellent. <laughs> that, that, that's Should we just do that next year, Mark? Just me and you will just take the day off and just celebrate Thanksgiving on our own. My wife already thinks I'm proper American and, like, takes a piss out of me all the time. Like, if I'm like, oh, you need to take the bins out, she's like, don't you mean you need to take the trash out? <laughs> but I watch a lot of films, so I'll just randomly drop in, like, quotes and i like so here in the uk we call like an elevator we call it a lift yeah because i watch so much tv and film sometimes i'll randomly just be like oh we need to go get the elevator and my wife will be like you're an idiot <laughs> and, then I, and so like now i have to like awkwardly prance around certain conversations in my house because she'd be like oh don't you mean you need to take the trash out and i'm like oh 
fuck you. <laughs> so announcing that we're going to do Thanksgiving here in the UK might not sit too well in my house. So I'll probably try and skip that one if I can. Okay, well, I'll just take the day off and drink then. It sounds like a good plan to me. Um, the husband is complaining that they can't do anything for Thanksgiving yet because they've only just put the Halloween decorations up. Um, they settle into bed and on the ceiling in glow in the dark paint, it says, I'm under your bed. Um, yeah, I just kind of went, mm-hmm. Dude, man, come on. Like, I can't justify this film to you every two seconds throughout this show. You're going to have to loosen up a little bit. With okay, I, I, I'll, I'll relax and I'll, I'll, I'll keep going. Um, the husband looks under the bed and there's nothing there. Um, and he thinks his son has pranked him. Uh, there's a bang downstairs and he goes kind of reluctantly to, to investigate. His wife does the look thing that all of our wives do where there's a bang and we go, it'll be all right. And then she just like stared at him and he's like, oh, fuck, all right, fine, I'll go and look. <laughs> you know, the thing that stood out to me the most in this scene is like he immediately goes to his bedside table and pulls out a torch or a, a flashlight. Um, who actually does that these days in the modern era of having mobile phones? Nobody has like a, a, a flashlight or a torch at the side of the bed, do they? No, I have a baseball no. bat. <laughs> baseball bat. <laughs> I, I check the sounds when there's a sound. I'm the one that goes down with the bat. And, <laughs> had, had you been in this movie, that would have made this movie so much more less painful for me because it would have ended in the opening scene as you went down with the bat and battered him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Uh, we get a very ham-handed jump scare as the wife waits patiently on the bed. Uh, she's knitting and the cat jumps on the bed. This is such a bad jump scare. James Wan would be proud of this. <laughs> I felt sorry for the cat. She literally drags that cat to cuddle her. You could tell it does not want to be in that room. Yeah, she no. kind of grabs it by its head and pulls it yeah. up for a cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> um, we then hear the husband scream and the wife goes down to investigate, blowing out two candles in, I don't know, they're like pumpkin people, Halloween props. Yeah, um, this is Tim Burton-esque, or if ever I've seen it. I thought you would have loved this. Yeah, no, I didn't. Um, <laughs> uh, she trips over the torch and finds blood. She then runs back up to the bedroom, not out the front door. Uh, yeah, because got... she hears a noise upstairs, though. She hears a noise upstairs and thinks it's her son, Anton. That's why. Yeah, but then she dials 911 in the slowest way I've ever... Nine. And then pulls her finger right back and then really slow. One. Uh, yes. It's tension building, man. It's tension building. Leave it alone. <laughs> it was stress building. Um, <laughs> she gets the phone snatched from her hand and then she gets dragged under the bed, spraying blood out onto the, the floor. Um, this is the quality I expect from like a straight to TV movie. The acting's poor. The set design isn't great. It put me in a bad mood. And that's that bad mood's going to radiate through the rest of this episode. <laughs> Uh, you see, I just don't get it because it's so slapstick and silly and, and humorous. And then all of a sudden this music of the era, the American Pie sort of offspring soundtrack, if you will, kicks in. And you just you just know what kind of ride you're getting yourself in for, regardless of of how unprofessional the production is. It's just it's just one of those silly era movies. You know, it's like. Dude's where's my car, but with horror. And it's like, I can't understand how anyone could hear it. I really don't. <laughs> That's totally what it is. It's like 1999 in the in the most perfect form. 
It is, yeah, it is. Soundtrack, cinematography, set design, casting, everything about it is just 1999 with horror. The big just, headphones, and then he puts yeah. on his and like... Oh, I love it, I love it, I really do. I can't gush about this enough, Scott. You're a bad man, and I'm really, really <laughs> risking the fact that I might fall out with you about this. <laughs> uh, we get to meet their son, Anton, as he bumbles around the house trying to get ready in the morning. Um, this I relate to, I have teenage boys, this is... This is really accurate. Um, he doesn't know that I was waiting for the big reveal where he like discovers his parents are dead because he's like going, Mom, we're out of milk. Mom, we're out of dog food. But he never goes to investigate. It just kind of settles himself down on a sofa and starts smoking weed out of like a makeshift pipe he's made from his asthma inhaler. That made Excellent. me laugh. That's brilliant. Excellent. <laughs> How many um, people do you reckon replicated that after this film? Uh, had I seen this in 1999, I'm pretty sure that would have been replicated very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is where he realises he's out of weed um, and he calls his mate. And this bit, did, I got a real good laugh out of this. I'm not going to lie. He's like, oh, can you drop me down some weed? And his mate's like, I'm not Domino's. Come and collect it. <laughs> Hangs up on him. Um Anton leaves his house. And again, this is really accurate. Uh, I got teenage boys who have no bearing on what they're wearing if they're going to do something like a short trip. So he goes out of the house in a hoodie, a pair of boxer shorts and his mum's pink fluffy slippers. Man, I'm 33 years old and I still do that now if I'm whipping down to Asda. <laughs> no. I I swear to God, if I'm sat chilling in a pair of shorts and a T-shirt, I will put my wife's coat on and my wife's slippers and go down to the shop. Wow. I have no shame. I have no shame. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I got another laugh here because he makes such a song and dance. Of, oh, I've got to go and get it. Oh. And then he walks like two houses down to where his friend lives. Yeah. yeah it's literally across the road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, his friends are Seth Green and Eldon Henson, who I think are both incredible, funny actors. And I kind of went, I'm going to take the start of this movie with a pinch of salt because here is where it's going to pick up. I like both of these. This is going to be great. Um, only for all my hopes to be dashed as they churned out unimaginative basic lines that uh, just give you the plot in this really naive and clumsy, ham-handed way. It's 1999. This is what we need as an audience. We need it spelled out to us because we are all horrifically stunned. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's perfect for 1999, I think. The jokes, the dialogue, even when he goes into the room and he has like a prodigy poster and Sublime's playing. Like, oh, yeah, it's man. Perfection. Excellent. It's yes. so good. It's so, Scott, man, you are missing out on a fucking treat here. Uh, I, I, I think I've definitely missed something. I mean, they talk about the fact that Anton hasn't seen his parents for a couple of days, which uh, I don't think my teenage boys could last a couple of hours without some kind of adult interaction to help them of find them something to eat or find them a piece of clothing they're looking for. But um, his friend goes, oh, maybe your parents have been killed by the serial killer. <laughs> he's like what serial killer what are you guys on about yeah um and this is where we're introduced to jessica alba's character a very very young jessica alba she must have been what 16 17 when she'd done this she must have been really young super oh young. yeah super young man but 
I don't know. It's crazy in America because, like, you'll have like a thirty-two-year-old playing like a sixteen-year-old. I mean, how old is Jenna Ortega now? And she's playing Wednesday Adams. She's supposed to like fourteen. Yeah, and convincingly doing a very good job in it as well. By the way, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How old is Jenna? She's twenty-something. Yeah, she's definitely twenties to mid-twenties. I would have said. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as Jessica Alba goes past her character, Molly drops a book, and the guys convince Anton to go and get her book and return it to her. Be the knight in shining armour. And we've all had our friends do that at one point or another when we were younger. Go and talk to her. It will be fine. While they're like sniggering to each other again. <laughs> it's not going to be fine. Let's send yeah, him the, anyway. The character interaction in this scene is so relatable to me because I've had friends like this. I've been in situations like this. And the whole way that they just sat there chilling, getting stoned, laughing about day-to-day life and just mocking the outside world while they're in this little smoke bubble is just... I just get it. I get it. And that's why I think I like this film so much because it is very, very relatable to a time in my life. <laughs> I'm a much more mature and grown up person now. But back then when I was like 16, I, I was all over this shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anton does take their advice. He takes the book back. It gets to the door and he's about to go, oh, I don't want to do this. And as he goes to turn, turn away, she opens the door and he kind of, gives the book back, doesn't say anything and does this kind of awkward uh, 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 I'm going to go and like wanders away. (laughs) Um, An important fact I left out here is that Anton didn't get any more weed. So his friends had weed, but they didn't give it to him. Um, They suggested that he rolls nutmeg and oregano or oregano in the States um, to get high. Oregano. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Before I heard a similar story here in the UK, though. I had dried out banana skins in the UK. That was our nutmeg and oregano thing. People was like, oh, yeah, if you dry out banana skins, you you can get high off that. I definitely never tried it. No. (laughs) Is nutmeg and oregano something that they say in the States can get you stoned? Is that something that was... I feel like back in the day, maybe they thought of something stupid like that, and people probably tried. Yeah. I see this film, I reckon a lot of people tried. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember when I was a teenager, me and a couple of my friends sold someone a bag of parsley once. <laughs> You're a criminal. Horrible. That's that's fraud. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the, the statute of limitations has passed. I think I'm fine. Uh, and I'm, re- I'm really sorry, Darren, who bought that parsley from us, if you listen. <laughs> uh, uh, before he does this, though, we get a, a scene with a couple of cops who were like bullies to him and like... They were just just assholes, really. I, I kind of didn't see that there was any point to this scene, only to build a kill scene later. That it, was, it was basically a case of saying that, like, Anton was like the cool stoner kid at school and didn't really give a shit, and then these nerdy little kids never invite, got invited to his stoner parties, and ultimately ended up being narcs, if you will. Yes, I love that scene when he, they push him on the tire and they yeah. ask him. The- why didn't you ever invite us to go smoke weed out back? And he's like, you guys were dorks. And he's yeah. just like, no. And they search him and they pull out a plastic bag and he's like, you can't, you can't fight me for having a plastic bag. So they drop it on the floor and it's like, oh, littering, maximum yeah. fine, $200. I was like, you fucking dickheads. <laughs> um, I know uh, like that too. Uh, after this, Anton goes and makes his herb joint, which causes him to choke the second he takes a toke on it, funnily enough. Um, and he rushes to the tap to get a big drink of water. Um, and he's choking. And the, after he's finished choking, uh, 
Uh, Jordana, do you want to take us through the sandwich he makes? Oh my God, that scene is so gross. He, so he's making, the, he's making the sandwich with this like weird MTV, you know, after hours video playing on the screen. And he's watching the chicks with their big boobs out and he's making the sandwich. He pulls out the big butcher knife with blood all over it. Proceeds to slap it in the mayonnaise. Oh. With bologna. <laughs> like what makes- is bologna? What is bologna? I have to know. What is it? It's like a mystery meat. I honestly don't know what consists is it just like, of bologna. Is it just I like a collection of like beef, chicken, everything you can throw in a grinder? Yeah, like the pig's asshole lips, oh. probably. <laughs> like just in the completely- <laughs> It can't be categorized as anything. Yeah, it's just the left cesspool of the pig, pretty much. And so when he takes that bite with the bloody mayonnaise bologna, and then he's like, and spits it out. (laughs) It's vulgar, isn't it? It's awful. It's it's not nice. Uh, And he spits it out, and then as he spits it out, his uh, is it the cat or the dog brings out the, the eyeball from underneath the counter? The cat is licking the eyeball. Yeah, and, and that's gross as well. Um, it's at this point where he kind of freaks a little bit and it, the doorbell rings and he... Uh, no, what would you do now? Sorry, I'm he losing... He falls into the pumpkin statues, doesn't he? Yeah. And he realises falls- the helmet, the, the pumpkin heads fall off of the earlier Tim Bayton statues and it turns out to be his mum and dad are dead. Yeah, and his friends are at the door. His friends are at the door, ring the doorbell. Yes. Yeah, that, that's right, because he, um, he goes out and throws up and then he's like to his friends... You need to come and look at this. Come and look at this. And they come in and they stand right by the bodies and stare at the big boobed women on MTV. And they're like, I thought this video got banned. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I remember like my Friday, Saturday nights, I would be like, right, if I go to sleep mid-afternoon at like three o'clock, I can stay awake and do after hours late night music video TV at like 11 till three o'clock in the morning. I could make that shift if I have a power nap in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. And MTV used to do a thing where you could uh, it wasn't even text. I think you had to ring on your home phone, but you could yeah. ring and request a song. And yeah. it would it would eventually come on, whether it was your request or not. But you'd request it and you'd sit there for like three hours. And then it come on. And you're like, that's my request. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I used to have friends and we'd come over and we would just literally live out this scene. Yeah, uh, when MTV used to play music videos, they don't even like MTV is non-existent for music at all. Is really? it not? I, I haven't even watched. I used to watch Scuzz. I think Scuzz was the UK equivalent of like rock music here in the UK. Yeah, well, it's just and that brings me to like the time of nineteen, like watching MTV for music videos. Now it's just like reality TV and nothing. So I love that that scene because it just reminds me of. The good old days. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He has to switch the TV on to get his friends to notice it. And when they do notice it, they do, like, one of them tries doing CPR. He, like, bashes on the mum's chest. He's like, what are you doing to my mum? He's like, I saw it on Baywatch. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) And then Seth Green finds a clue. Um, I'm going to say this clue is the neatest cut-out piece of T-shirt I've ever seen placed in a in the dead body's hand and it matches his top perfectly. It's like, ah, I hate this movie. Why did you all make me watch this? I hate it so much. You really need to realise the target audience for this film. We need simplification when it comes to, if it's not a perfect fit, it's not a fit. (laughs) 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, <laughs> on the floor, we get some more spoon-fed exposition as written in blood is Ant. And Anton and his friends realise that he is the killer. Um, much to my shock, Anton then kills both of his friends by stabbing, <laughs> Seth, stabbing Seth Green in the head with a broken bottle. Um, uh, the decapitation is great. I just wish it wasn't all CGI'd up. So they're down in the basement and his friend runs up the stairs and he picks up her chop saw blade and like ninja stars it up the stairs, severing his head perfectly. That was yeah. cool. Really, Come really on. cool. Um, all the time this is going on, Anton's going, run away, run away. I can't stop it. And he's like, it reminds me of like, um, oh, what movie is it with Jim Carrey where he's got the claw? But that's oh. all that went in my head was that this hand is the claw. I think I even said, so I good. think I, I sat there at least, I think I even went, the claw. <laughs> 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 um, after his little murder spree, he buries his friend in the back garden, both of them. And then they start talking and he swiftly digs them back up. I, what's going on? I was... I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. But I'm on board for it. I, 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 I'm I, on board for it. I, I think what made this this bit was funny, but funny, ironically, is like they're not angry that he killed them. They're angry that he buried them. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I love that shot of Seth Green coming out when, like, he's doing his speech and, you know, he buries his parents, too. And then they're bitching to come back up. And then you see him, Seth Green, slowly come up. And I love how they did that because it kind of gave like that creepy scare element. Cause you really don't see too much of it throughout the movie. But when he came up, he was so menacing with that bottle in his head. And he's just like, Rrr. and then very have... dawn of the dead kind of thing, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> very much. So. And, and as much as I'm bashing on this, I can see all of the horror movies that they've drawn from and that they're trying to pay homage to. I can see it totally. as much as I'm bashing on it. <laughs> um, so after his after they're up, he kind of settles them into their to his house. And Seth Green comes out with the great line of, well, it's got to be your house because you're the only one who's got no parents. And there's this awkward like he just looks at him like, yeah, all right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, after he settled them, he goes to have sex with Jessica Alba. Mark, can you talk us through this? Why do I always get lumbered with the sex stuff? Because I, I know you find it uncomfortable and you go red and it makes me smile. <laughs> so Anton goes over to Molly's. Why does he go over to Molly's? Oh, so he, he's, his hand is idle and he's sat on the sofa and he's flicking through TV and he lands on the greatest thing ever, which is Rob Zombie's Dracula video. Yes. Um, <clears throat> which is fantastic. And first of all, I just want to say thank you to Idle Hands for introducing me to the world of Rob Zombie because if it wasn't for this film, I would have never discovered it. I probably would have done now, but I probably yes. wouldn't have discovered him then in the age I was. Um, so, yeah, so thanks, Idle Hands, for that. That's... Um, <laughs> definitely create some sort of passion inside of me for probably the wrong reasons but anyway um <clears throat> so yeah so he's watching rob zombie's dracula video in its entirety by the way we get to listen to the full thing and yeah. the cat stumbles by and his hand starts doing the twitchy thing and he picks up the cat swings it around his head throws it through the window into jessica alba molly's front garden um which then causes him to go up and panic and think shit and what's his what's his cat called i think it's called bones is his cat Bone. called bones yeah, yeah which is awesome so he's out searching for bones in Molly's front garden. Um, she hears a ruckus and comes outside. 
I just want to give props to Devon Sawa right now for his acting capabilities in this scene because his hand, he he portrays this as where like it's almost like a mime like ability to the way he does it. You can feel it feels separate from him as a person the way it's it's moving and it, it's incredible. I think he does a fantastic job the way he portrays his character and the way that he manages to deal with this sort of separate possession of his hand from the rest of his body. And I mean, he's very very young. This is before. Final Destination, we're talking back of Casper the Friendly Ghost kind of stuff for him, and he brings his A-game in this film 100%, regardless of how much you hate it or not, there's no denying that Sauer is fantastic in this. Mm -hmm. I'm going well off tangent here, apologies. Um, (laughs) Molly comes out and uh, catches him in the garden, brings him into the house, and the hand is being very forceful, while Sauer is also conflictingly trying to escape from the situation. They go up to the bedroom, Kissing, canoodling takes place, and the hand is very choky choky on Molly's neck. At which point, Sour ties the hand up to the bed. Yeah, she's in, into kinky stuff. Molly yeah. is into the kink, apparently. Um, <laughs> uh, in that situation, I said this at the time when I watched it. Every guy would have done exactly. This is happening, right? You are going to get tied up because this is happening. <laughs> I'll deal yeah. with you later. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly, and he does deal with it later because. Uh, they wake up kissing and cuddling after the act and Molly's parents come home. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he goes home and he uh, he makes the decision that he now realises it's the hand that's evil. So he's going to sever the hand. Um, oh, no, you're skipping way too far ahead. I, I've skipped a little bit way ahead. But before we get that, we get Debbie the Demon Slayer. Yes. Yes. Debbie, like the, Debbie Demon. the Demon This is the most... Bullshit budget Buffy ripoff thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I, I don't like Buffy, but I like this girl less. Yeah, but Buffy was all the rage at this time. You have yeah. to have that kind of character in your film because this was a phenomenon in the 90s. So you have to have that relatable Buffy character who's going to try and save the day. Yeah, so she's hunting across the the country and she's hunting the demon hand oh mate did you see that bit in her trailer on the map where there's all the crisscrosses yeah and she somehow manages to put together that it's some sort of uh is it called a pen it's a pentagram pentagram this couldn't be any less of a pentagram if she tried (laughs) like she's absolutely terrible at connect the dots because there is even one she missed out on also she's like oh well this looks convenient so let's just draw this (laughs) <laughs> if anyone's listened to true crime, that's exactly how me and Heather put the cases together. <laughs> um, while she's hunting, so he, he does go to seven his hand. He tries to use, is it a bagel cutter at first? Yeah. yeah. And the ba- his dead friends are going, I can't even cut my bagel with that. He's like, no, it's going to work. And he slams it down and just bends on his arm. He does nothing at all. Um, he then tries to chop it with a knife and the hand like, this bit I thought was weird, so well acted. He goes yeah. to hit it with a hand and the hand's like jumps out of the way. Yeah, so and he keeps he, continually missing. Uh, yeah. So he gets his, the friend who's got his head severed, who's still talking, by the way, his head's on the counter and he puts <laughs> his, his hand in his mouth and he bites to hold the hand still and then he severs the hand. He does, yeah, he completely jumps off. But before you go any further, I just want to touch on the fact that you missed two epic kills in this film because... He's sat knitting on the sofa with his friends and the yeah. police officers are stalking outside. And then he's like, oh, I've got it under control. As long as I keep the hand busy, 
it will be fine. The police officer burst into the house, seeing the two Zed zombie-style friends on the sofa, and he's got two knitting needles in his hand, and they're like, put your hands up, put your hands up. He's like, guys, seriously, you need to just, you need to leave. This is all okay. And he stabs one of the police officers from earlier on right through his ear and right on the other side before taking the gun and proper capping the other one in the head. I was like, that was awesome. That was cool, man. Come on, regardless of your hair for this film, that was awesome scene. Yeah, and that that was kind of that that was the setup earlier when you meet these guys because when he does kill him, you kind of go, "Good for you." Yeah, they're douches. They're, yeah, they're exactly. Douches. And this is what results in him being like, "Right, the only thing I can do is chop off my hand." Yeah, yeah, and and I deliberately miss things out now because I know you pull me back on them. It's so much fun. <laughs> I shouldn't have to do your job for you, man. <laughs> this, this this is how co-hosting works. I've had a rough week. I like it better when I don't have to do much. <laughs> I know you do. Uh, <laughs> um, how he seals the wound has got to be the most painful thing I could possibly imagine. He uses an iron. Ugh. Why is the iron conveniently plugged in, by the way? Right. I, I, I don't know. Do you leave irons on in your house just ready to cauterize a wound? I don't even iron. So <laughs> I don't even iron either. <laughs> no, no. I, I think Iron It is something that died around the same sort of time that this style of movie did. About 99. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I got confused with here, I, I've watched it twice and I still don't know how the hand got severed. It wrote on the floor, uh, bad move, Anton. How did it end up in the microwave? Because Anton picks it up because it's, does it, it starts twitching on the floor. Does it not? Yeah, and Anton he, picks it up and throws it, it in the microwave. Remember, he's like on the ground and he hears it like moving because you can hear it like it's or um. Yes, like, he picks up the knife, doesn't he? And he and and he's walking. And I can't remember why he's in like the hallway or the living room, and then you see blood splitting from the ceiling. The blood starts yeah. dropping from the ceiling, and it lands on his knife. And then 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 the hand just sort of dives off the ceiling towards Anton, and he grabs it and throws it in the microwave and turns yeah. the microwave on. His friends go to get the first aid and burritos because it is a stoner movie. Yeah. Yes, of course. Have to get the snacks, and then the hands <laughs> in the microwave. The hands in the microwave, and the practical effects look outstanding. And you see, you see the skin bubbling, and you see, and you see um, like the blood spire on the end of the fingertips as it's getting so hot. It looked insane. And this this hand actually has its own actor. It, it does. It's a very famous actor. We'll get to that in facts. I don't very... know who the actor is, but I just want to give props to the green screen work in this film. This is 1999, and you've got Nub, I think it's pronounced Nub, who's walking around decapitated. That is clearly a guy with a green screen mask on, which yeah. has been altered later, and Nub walking around with a green screen suit on to marry his head up. And then Anton, and then you've got this hand, which is it's interacting like the same way that you get in Adam's family, but just better. And I, and I just think I just think fair play, man. I think it, I think it's incredible. I think they do a very very good job for the time this film came out. Totally. Yeah. Um, Debbie finds Anton, um, and if you're wondering how she found him, it's because he's got a neighbour who's like I don't know a bit of a hard guy. And there's a scene earlier on where Anton's talking to him, and he's confiding him, saying that his hand is idle. And this guy's like, "Oh, just keep your hand busy." When this, well, this guy l- later meets Demon Debbie, the devil hand slayer in a bar and she's talking about this demon hand he's like i know someone who's got a problem with their hand and sends debbie to the house this is baby bear if there's anyone to blame for you watching this film it's this man (laughs) who who is he 
this is why this all started because this is Baby Bear from Event Horizon. And I was like, oh, that's Baby Bear from Idle. That's the guy from Idle Hands. And he was like, Idle Hands? I've never seen Idle Hands. Oh. And that's how this all ended up in the poll in the first place. Fuck yeah. you, Baby Bear. <laughs> um, uh, Demon, Demon Debbie the Hand Slayer turns up and it, it doesn't matter because Anton runs her over sending her flying as he comes out of his drive because he's taking Molly to the, the dance um, and if you're wondering how he's got away with having a severed hand it's a Halloween dance so he's kind of like taped over the end and made it look like he's got a hand missing um, his undead friends are also going to the dance because it's Halloween and they can get away and they one of them makes a comment like I'm going to win best dressed. <laughs> uh, I love the way they reattach the head. I thought that was fantastic. Oh, yeah, they get like so a barbecue skewer. Is that right? Yeah, like the the grilling tongs yeah. or whatever. When he puts the wooden part and he inserts oh. it and makes that noise, I was like, oh. That's not the worst bit, though, is it? The worst bit no. is he attached the head with the spike, and then later on, they're eating burritos, and all the goo starts dripping out of his wound, and it's like and running down it. his chest, and like mulched up burrito. And you're like, oh, ranks. To which point, Seth Green's like, oh, I have an idea, and he goes and gets a load of gaffer tape and like tapes up his neck. <laughs> yeah, I, when that stuff starts oozing out, and he like puts uh, his finger in it and he eats it, he's like. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's revolting man it really is rank um, at the dance we get a real surprise we get the offspring and it's actually the offspring um, and they're playing a song called I want to be sedated I want don't do it, to man. be don't sedated do it. don't do it don't take the opportunity <laughs> uh, the demonic hand attacks the offspring uh, which I thought was great I, I, I that was a, a 90s nostalgia thing for me I loved the offspring and seeing a demonic hand attack them I was like this is great I liked that I yeah. love that too that it was cool because before that when he before that he kills the um, he kills like the school principal doesn't he and then he like he sticks his fingertips in like a pencil sharpener and he's got like razor fingers now which caused him to then kill the offspring yes and the principal's on the dirty phone that's how it dates the movie is he's on a sex phone line giving his credit card over the phone <laughs> yeah remember and he's like oh i'm so hot i feel like you're here i can actually feel you in the hands like right on his <laughs> <laughs> so 90s sex line so fucking 90s <laughs> uh, how do you best describe the 90s sex lines and the offspring <laughs> <laughs> oh what a great time to be alive <laughs> <laughs> um, we get debbie and the demon slayer and anton get to the get to the venue um and she's like ah oh, it's you and i know how to stop it and she tries to kill him and he's like uh my hand i, I chopped it off and she's like, why did you chop it off why did you release it and i'm going well if he hadn't you'd have just killed him that's why yeah. <laughs> um, and we get uh molly and our friend have gone off now hiding in the ventilation ducts molly drops down and gets through like this big spinning fan that she wedges uh her friend's stiletto shoe in and her friend doesn't want to come down. And this, for me, is the best kill in the movie. And it's not a kill by the hand. She eventually jumps through. And as she comes through, the hand comes and removes the shoe. The blade starts going, catches a wire, drags her back up through it, and just shreds her in Child's Play 3 style. Yeah, it's great. Brilliant. Really, really cool. I just like yeah. how quickly Jessica Alba gets over this moment. Oh, uh, Yes. <laughs> My friend was like, ah, okay, let's move on. 
Next yeah. scene. <laughs> uh, and we get the, the demonic hand at this point takes Jessica Alba, takes her. Um, it's 9.45 on the clock, but on the demonic clock, according to Debbie, the demon hand slayer, um, they've got six minutes till midnight on her demonic clock. I appreciate this scene. I'm just going to go out right now. And When someone says to me, oh, we've got to get this done before midnight. Whose fucking midnight are you talking about? (laughs) Whose midnight are you referring to? At least now we have a point of reference. They're like, no, something, something, something time. Yeah, all right. Okay, I can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this film doesn't deserve the kind of credit I'm giving it for this particular scene, but (laughs) no, (laughs) it was nice that it was there. (laughs) Uh, We reached the climax of the movie. And while I've been watching this, I'd been Googling like just getting general takes on the movie and seeing what other people thought of it. And I saw almost every review said the end of this movie is great. It's really, really good. Cause I'm not going to lie. This is almost the first movie that I switched off and didn't finish. Ooh, I, I nearly turned it off. And I saw all these reviews, people going, the movie's hot garbage. But when you get to the end, the ending just makes it all worthwhile. I was like, okay, I've seen movies that are shit all the way through. And then the ending makes everything great. So I persevered. Um, they of, lied to you, man. I'm going to be uh, honest. They, uh, they really lied to yeah. you. Even I don't like the ending of this film. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not getting these 15 minutes back. Um, the evil hand is now in a puppet. And it's working a car jack in an underground car park, trying to lift Molly up to the, the roof of the underground car park with a pentagram on it. And it is as bonkers as it sounds. It's yeah, bizarre. The, the, the demon hunter lady basically told Anton that the hand was going to take his girlfriend to hell. And yeah. we get no point of reference of why it's planning on doing this or what its yeah. intention is. We just know that at six minutes to midnight, this hand is going to take his... <laughs> not even going to take him. It's going to take his girlfriend, who he's not even his girlfriend. He's had one brief interaction with. He's going to take her up to hell at midnight. So that's where we are, ladies and gentlemen. That is what's yeah. happening right now. Yeah, and if I'm honest, a 16-year-old boy, if you told them you were taking their girlfriend to hell, they'd go, eh, I'm going back to the dance. I'm sure there was punch in there. I don't know. She looks pretty good, mate. I'd maybe, I'd maybe risk it a little bit. <laughs> you take the risk. She made me question my sexuality when I watched that movie because I was just, I Jessica Alba is so like, attracted when he rips her dress off. Wow. I was like, God damn. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, holy shit. Yeah, teenage boys eat your fucking heart out. And if you haven't seen Idle Hands Teenage Boys, wow, we have a treat for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, the three of them, so the, the two friends, Seth Green and what did you say his name was? I think it's Nub. I think Nub. it's pronounced Nub. E-N-U-B, Nub. Yeah, so those two and Anton try to wrestle the puppet off of the controls and I'm okay with this until the puppet's facial expressions change. I didn't like the puppet thing at all. And then when no. it did do, Anton blows weed up the puppet's hand and gets the hand stoned and angry and it changes. It's weird, man. It's fucking weird. And I'm just like, I was so invested in this film and everything was great. And then it does this and I'm just like, oh, why would you do that? You would think that we would get like a demon. Like we would see a transition from the hand to, like, an actual demon. That would have been so much better. Like, with hooves and, like, horns. Like, I was waiting for something to appear, and then we get 
yeah, like an actual entity. Instead, yeah. we get this fucking stupid Punch and Judy shit, and it's like, oh, I fucking hate it. I hate, <laughs> I, I hate the last five minutes of this film. I'm not going to lie. I do um, hate it. So Mark's touched on it already, but they're, they're struggling. So they get super strength from the ginormous bong that's been made in Metal Shop. Um, and then Anton gives the puppet a blowback, which gets it stoned. Um, this stops the carjack literally as Jessica Alba's nose and boobs touch the ceiling. <laughs> it's very, very tight. I wonder how much like she did of this. Do you know, like, yeah, the health and safety aspect of filming this scene because it's like a couple of mil more, and she's going to be in serious pain. I think. Yeah, it's it's very, very close. Uh, the hand comes back for one final attack. And is stopped in the most anticlimactic way I've ever seen a monster stopped. Uh, Debbie comes in, throws this mystical knife that hits the hand, and the hand digs into Seth Green with the blade in it. I was expecting a big explosion. It just goes, poof. And how awesome is Seth Green in this moment, though? And he's like, what the fuck? That's it? Like, yeah. nothing bang or nothing? He's like, just a little fizzle? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I can't help to think that that line was ablibbed because he realised how bad it was going to be. Yeah, it's got to have been. It's got to have been. Um, we get a bright white light and Anton's friends cross over, uh, taking the bong with them. Um, we fade to Anton in a hospital bed with Molly tended to. Anton is in a full body cast, but two seconds earlier he was stood up and absolutely fine. What did what happened to yeah, him? Yeah, because what happened was Anton and Molly were kissing underneath the car. Yeah. Molly took a step back, a nub fell onto the lever, and the car crushed him. That's why he's in a full body cast because the car crushed him. And then as as um oh what is it Seth Green and Nub are leaving to go to heaven, they're calling Anton. It's like, hey Anton, you're coming with us. And then he obviously chose to stay and be with Molly. So that's why he's in the hospital getting repaired up. I, yeah, must, I, him. I must have blinked and missed all of that. Mate, this <laughs> is like really, really intelligent writing. How could you not lose focus on this? <laughs> <laughs> um, his friends return as ghosts or as angels while he's being tended to. And he starts talking to them, making the nurse think he's hallucinating, who sends Molly out of the room. Um they have a brief chat with him and go, OK, we're your guardian angels now. We're going to look out for you. And they go and walk through the wall and all the lights go out. And written above his bed is, I'm under your bed in the Excellent. neon paint again. Um, Anton screams for help. And you get his two friends joking and laughing, going, shall we tell him we've done that? Oh, my God, he screams like a girl. <laughs> I love that. Part. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I love um, that. I'm, I'm done. Let, let, let's move on to something far more interesting than this movie. Uh, um, so as you all know, you choose the quizzes that our guests face on the show now. Uh, last time we had Chunky Larry on and you chose Broken Spirit because you're all really, really mean. Um, we've got Jordana on and you were so much kinder. Uh, it was almost unanimous that you take on horror, not horror. Wait, master. It might be dangerous. This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? Hey, think with Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Oh shit, dude, I found a dildo! The price is wrong, bitch. The question is, is it horror? Or is it not horror? I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. 
I am not Mr. Lebowski. He slimed me. I love horror. Well, I appreciate that. I, I don't quiz well. I don't take tests well, so... Uh, I, I think you'll do well with this. So it's um, it's 15 movie movie quotes. Um, all you need to do is tell us if they're from a horror movie or not a horror movie. You get 10 points if you get that right. And then you get an additional 10 points if you can tell us the name of the movie as well. Um, it doesn't matter if you get one wrong. You, you keep playing. You do all 15 questions. Um, Mark, do you want to take the first question or do you want me to take the first question or first quote? Yeah, yeah. you take it at first question. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, question or quote number one: Greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Is that from a horror movie or not a horror movie? Did you Did you say read? Agreed. Greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Non horror. That's correct. Uh, any idea what movie it's from? I don't. Okay, it's from Wall Street, 1987. But that's good. You've got 10 points. Good start. I've never heard of Wall Street, 1987, by the way. Me neither. <laughs> oh, is this a film called Wall Street? Yes. I've He's heard of it. Wall Street. It's for the day at the end of the answer, that was... Yeah, I, I won't do the date again, but yeah, it's from Wall Street, the movie. <laughs> Sorry, man, that just threw me. I thought, like, the date was an actual film title, and I didn't know. Right. Question number two. It's kind of fun in a necrophile way. Is that horror, not horror? Um, I'm going to go with horror. That is correct. Can you tell me the film and apparently the year? You don't need the year, just the film. <laughs> 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 um, I'm I don't know. Take a guess. Um, is it an Evil Dead movie? I would have gone Evil Dead too, but no, that is incorrect. It was from Rosemary's Bedroom. Oh. Uh, number three. Captain Howdy, that isn't very nice. It's horror and it's The Exorcist. That's correct. That's 20 points. You're on 40 points now. You're doing really well. Excellent. Question number four. One stop shopping. Everything you need right at your fingertips. Oh my God. I want to say that this is horror. But I don't know what movie. Um,. Sounds like an 80s movie. No, I don't know. I don't know what movie. Um, Chopping Mall? Are you saying horror, not horror? It's, yeah, it's, it's horror. But it's definitely horror. Well done. Yeah. Right? Yep. Are you, is that your guess? Is that Chopping Mall? Yes. No, that's incorrect. It's Dawn of the Dead from 1978. Very close, though. Very um, close. Right. Uh, you're talking about him as if he was a human being. That part of him died years ago. Horror and it's Halloween. It is. Can you tell me which Halloween? <laughs> the first one. Oh. Oh, is it the second one? <laughs> uh, it's Halloween 4. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. He was about to become my new best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was Loomis. Does that count that it's who it's from? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. So you'd have 20 points for that. You, you got you got the right movie and yeah you got Loomis that's good enough for me <laughs> question number six do you prefer fashion victim or ensemble be challenged no do you do you prefer fashion victim or ensemble ensemble challenged that is non-horror and that's from my favorite non-horror movie Clueless 
I am so glad you stepped in there because I had no idea what was going on with that. <laughs> uh, and that's that's correct. That's another 20 points. You, you are absolutely flying. Uh, number seven. If you wear a dress and have an animal sidekick, you're a princess. Oh. Um, I'm going to say that's non-horror. It's not horror. Any idea of the movie? Um, no. Is it 80s? No, it's modern. It's Moana. Oh, damn. I should know that. (laughs) (laughs) Question number eight. If I wanted to listen listen to an arsehole, I'd fart. (laughs) Um, That is... Oh, my God. Non-horror? That's incorrect, I'm afraid. It is horror. Now it? you know it's horror. Could you take a guess at what film you think it might be from? Um, is it from a Friday the 13th movie? No, it's not. It's from a Hellraiser, Hellraiser film. Um, the first did, Hellraiser. Yeah, you're doing really well. You're on 100 points, so you, you, you're absolutely killing it. Um, number nine. Nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too fast. I would catch it. Um, Mark's just read what movie it is and chuckled. I know, I, I didn't, but as soon as you said the quote, I was like, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you, you horror. You should have said it a lot drier when you asked the Yeah, question. it's not It's not horror. Any idea what movie it's from? I feel like it's like from one of like the pint, like James Franco, Jonah Hill type movies, but I could be completely wrong. No, you were completely wrong. It's Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, damn. It's, it's, the Guardians of the Galaxy, too. It, it, it's Drax, when he's like, yeah. oh, it's a nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too fast. I would catch it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that film is so fucking funny, man. Yeah. <laughs> right, question number 10. I take back every bit of energy you give. I give. Your shit. I'll say that again because um, I kind of stumbled it a little bit. I take back every bit of energy I gave you. Your shit. <sighs> Fuck. I want to say that's horror. That's correct. And it is. Is it a newer movie? Are you asking me or? Trying to pull clues out of you. I don't know what movie it is. Take a guess. Um, Who would be an energy zapper? Who would what? Be an energy zapper. Think of the question. What we do in the shadows? No, but that's an awesome guess. That is a really good guess. (laughs) It's actually Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh. Oh. It it was was Nancy when she has her big rebellious moment against Freddy. Damn it. <laughs> I feel like uh, I dropped the ball because I'm talking. I'm with you, Scott. So I feel like I'm yeah. completely dropping the ball. <laughs> uh, number eleven. I have some. I have to return some videotapes. Patrick Bateman, American Psycho, horror. Nailed it. Yeah, absolutely killed it. Uh, question number twelve. Houston, we have a problem. Non-horror Apollo thirteen. Tom Hanks. Again, flying. Well done. Uh, number 13 someday you're going to get bitch slapped and I'm not going to do a thing to stop it oh my god um horror it's not it's not horror I'm afraid fuck it was um 10 things I hate about you 
love that movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. I like that one as well. <laughs> Question 14. If I had a dick, this is a part I'd tell you to suck it. Why am I getting these vulgar questions? <laughs> Have you planned this? Then? No, I, said, I, I, you go first. I said, do you want to go first or second? It's not intentional. You knew I would let you go first. <laughs> Scott's planning. He's like, okay, Mark will say this one. <laughs> <laughs> will you say it one more time, Mark? <laughs> if I had a dick, this is the part I would tell you to suck it. <laughs> it's horror. It is horror. It is correct. Oh, my God. See, like pressured. I'm, I'm racking my brain of what it is. Is it Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No, but that, I would, I would say that was a very, very well educated guess. Unfortunately, it's not. It's Lake Placid, but that was very well done on your part. It's, it's Lake Placid, and those wonderful words come out of the delightful mouth of Betty White. Yeah, <laughs> which makes that line so much better. Betty White delivering—that's amazing. Uh, uh, final, <laughs> final one. You sit on a throne of lies. Oh my god. I feel like I just heard this one too. This is this is horror? It's not horror. It's from Elf. Oh fuck. It's the Christmas <laughs> season. <laughs> uh, you've absolutely smashed it. You've got 160 points. That's really, really, really good. Very, that- very solid score. That's one of the highest scores we've had in a long time. Oh, that makes me feel... I just... I hate being put on the spot because my mind just goes completely blank, so... Yeah, no, you you nailed that. You've done really, really well. Um, Before we get into three-word review, don't forget you can call the show. Uh, It's really easy. Wherever you're listening to the episode, there's a link in that description that takes you straight to where you record a message, or you can do it on our website, or you can send me a DM on instagram a voicemail dm uh, you can also send us dms anywhere else anywhere on social media at you run podcast Zoinks! three word reviews man or as i'm going to call it this week you will watch a different fucking movie to me <laughs> uh, we've got the og shape which is dan and he literally hit me with about 15 three word reviews one after the other uh, i'm going to give you his highlights so he's got it's a classic it's highly underrated Great fucking movie. I agree. I agree uh, with all of his comments. All of which factually incorrect. Um, <laughs> we've got Skelly, a uh, Skellington fan. Uh, bad but good. One, one half of that is correct. Uh, we've got a three-word review from The Aardvark and The Magic Mossy Do Red Dwarf. And I love the fact... that again? Yeah, the Aardvark and the Magic Moshi do Red Dwarf. And I love the fact their podcast name is longer than their review. It's amazing. <laughs> um, and they've gone with Stoner Satanic Schlock. Uh, we've got To Be or Not To Be Movies, Good Dumb Fun, Mr. Jelly, Fuck, Ing, Killer, uh, Spooky Fan 666, Cheesy But Gold. Um, I've really missed something here. I'm going to ask a question. When did you first watch this, Jordana? I watched it when it first came out. I was 13 and I was a stoner. So, okay. Mark, when did you first watch this? Not when it first came out, but I was also heavily under the influence of, of marijuana when I, when I first experienced this film. This came okay. at the right time for me. It, I remember, though, I remember being very, very young and going into my local blockbuster and being like, the cover for that looks amazing and my parents would never let me rent it 
And I was like, I really need to see that film. And I am so glad I never did rent it when I was younger because I don't think I would have appreciated it properly until I hit stoner puberty, (laughs) (laughs) which is when I found it. So I said earlier that the the hand is a very famous actor. Um, it's magician Christopher Hart, who's had one other acting role, which is in the Adams Family, nineteen ninety one. No way! It's the guy who played that. It's the same guy. Oh, um, excellent. We had some facts in from some listeners. So Skelly, Idle Hands was filmed on the same neighbourhood as Halloween, nineteen seventy eight. Awesome! I did not know that. (laughs) Um, And some of the outside shots, there's one when it pans down past Molly's house. You can see the Myers house on the corner. That is cool. I'm going to go back and watch it for that reason. Yeah. Um, We got a fact in from Eric82. Jessica Alba is light years out of Devon Sawyer's League. Fact. (laughs) Is that a fact? (laughs) I don't think so. Ah, Devon Sawyer's a cool guy, man. He's yeah. asked for the friendly ghost. This is true. Um, the dish soap that um, Anton squirts into his mouth um, after he smokes his um, his herb herb spliff uh, was actually real dish soap, and that was an on the spot gag that was not in the script. And Devon Sawyer just grabbed the bottle of fairy liquid and squirted it in his mouth and swirled it round. I think he gave it all. I think he gave it his all in this film. He was so good. Um, Mark mentioned it earlier. The video clip that his friends were watching was Dragula by Rob Zombie. Love it. I do. Love it. Um, Devon Sawyer's character is named after Anton LaVey. Anyone know who that is? No. No, but the name rings a bell. That is the founder of the Church of Satan. Oh, I watched a documentary on that guy on Netflix. It's very, very cool. That makes sense. Yeah, uh, just just another religion that milks of us as of money. It's no different to any of the others. It's just 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 Satan's the head of it. That's the only difference. Yeah, but they don't actually believe in Satan, do they? They just believe in anti-religion. So they're just atheists with a point, really. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, When Anton drives the truck to the dance. Um, that's not Devon Sawyer driving because Devon, Devon Sawyer did not have a driving license. Um, so you see him start the car, and then as the camera pans as he goes to reverse, they swapped him out for a stunt double. You would that's think, cool. though, on a film like that, you wouldn't. It wouldn't matter because it's a confined. Like if he could actually, unless he can't physically drive, yeah, a yeah. license Where's... would be irrelevant. Really, it's Was basically it like if you're out in sea, there is no laws. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, but no, he he wasn't allowed to drive it. Um, there is another musical cameo in this. Does anyone know who it is? Yes, I do. It's um, Tom from Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, it is, um, and he's the drive-for employee that's wearing the safari hat that's got one line where he goes, "All right." How have yeah, I never he, seen this before? <laughs> he tells him that it's t- it's time for his break, and he what does he say? He says like the one line and walks uh, away. All right, and then walks yeah. away. Oh man, I need to go back and watch it. I was going to say Alice in Chain because there's like a fucking ton of shitload of Alice in Chain posters throughout this film. Yeah, there is. There's loads of like, if you like looking at films and looking for stuff in the background, they're watching various different horror movies. There's posters everywhere. There are lots of little nods to horror of the past. Um, 
I don't want this episode to go out on a low. So I'm going to go first this week and then let Jordana and Mark go afterwards. So um, I had no idea what to expect when I put this movie on. It was a horror comedy and I knew who was in it. That was literally all I knew. I didn't know any of the plot. I didn't know anything about it. Um, the cast are all great and have produced some incredible movies later in their career that I love. The premise of the movie is great. The idea and concepts are outstanding. And on paper, it's amazing. On screen, the delivery is terrible. The dialogue's clunky. The acting is poor, minus Devon Sawyer's demon hand. Um, the practical effects are mediocre at best. The CGI is shocking. Um, the direction is terrible. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Um, if I'd have caught this when I was 17 and stoned, it may hold some nostalgia for me. Um, but I didn't. I watched it when I'm sober and I'm 40. I'm definitely not the target audience for this anymore. Uh, not a single joke landed. I was left feeling disappointed um, after my first watch. On Mark's advice, I watched this again because I didn't. Mark's like, no, no, no. Now you know what it is. Go back and watch it again and, and appreciate for what it is. Um, I hate you for doing that to me. Because I, I fucking I, hate you for this roundup. You know what? Me and you were going to fall out. I don't know if I actually <laughs> want to be your friend anymore. Uh, I, I went back and watched it again uh, with no expectations and kind of went in knowing what I'm getting. Um, the lowest scoring sh- movie in the history of the show is Seed of Chucky. And it scored don't you all, do it. Don't you do it. It scored a one out of ten. Um, oh, no. And after my first watch of this movie, Chucky was safe holding that spot. After watching it again and picking it apart even more, Idle Hands gets half out of ten. It's the worst movie I've ever reviewed on the show. I can't even be mad at you because I know everybody else who's listening is going to do that for me. You have yeah. a serious amount of backlash coming your way for that uh, score. And I'm aware that I do. This is the worst movie I've ever seen, that I've ever oh, reviewed man. for this show, and one of the worst horror movies I've ever had to suffer. I would hate to be you on release day. I really would. <laughs> I, I'm just going to disappear off Instagram for a couple of days. <laughs> um, Jordana, why don't you give it a more happy roundup and a, a better score that the listeners will like a little bit more than mine well i mean i kind of i rewatching it now to you know when i first watched it and having it be like constant rotation when i was younger i get it like some of the jokes kind of fell short watching it again but i it, it was such a huge part of me when i was younger so i loved it I still do have that special little place in my heart for it. Um, It's just, you don't really see slapstick horror comedies that much anymore either. I think the closest that we've got is Terrifier 2. You know what I mean? Like that has been bigger um, nowadays. But so for me, I would give it, I would give it an eight. Yeah. Solid. I think it's I think it's safe to say because like the cat I love Seth Green, um, I just so much so many elements I love so I, I I would give it an eight. Yeah, and the crazy thing is I love all of these actors have done stuff that I absolutely adore and Seth Green is incredible. I kind of 
anything that he's in, I'll just absorb it and indulge it. And I think him as a guy and his character portrayals of everything he's done, even down to like his bit part in Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. I love it. Yeah. And for this, he just missed on everything. I don't know why. Uh, Mark, <laughs> you can now give the, the complete opposite of my review. <laughs> <laughs> Settle down, people. Here we go. Here's your knight in shining armour. Um, <clears throat> I love it. I love it. I love everything about this film. I love everything it represents. I love the era it represents. I love the soundtrack. I love the score. It is my youth. This is my youth wrapped up in one nice and tidy one hour and 30 minute little bubble. Um, The comedy for me lands on every single beat. The practical effects land for me on every single beat. I think the CGI effects and someone who hates CGI effects, I have nothing but applause to give for what this film did and the year it did it. The stuff they did with the green screen, with something I've already touched on already, with the hand, um, with Nub and his decapitation, the, the stuff like that that goes into creating cinema like that is 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 leagues beyond what what a 90s film deserves and especially such a B-level fucking horror comedy like this. Um the casting is great. I think the relationship and the dynamic between Green and Sauer and I always forget the other guy, the guy from Daredevil. Yeah. I always forget his name, but I think the the character dynamic between the three of them is so relatable to me. I have friends like this. I grew up with friends like this. I, I have been in situations that these guys have been in. Um, and even now, even now, like 10, 20 years later, going back and watching this film again and sitting there and being like, Holy shit, I remember my like late that late Friday night waiting up for late night MTV and, and, and music channels of that era and, and ordering pizza and having a joint with friends and just being stupid and, and laughing at stupid jokes and just being all right, just silly under the influence of a bit of weed. Um <laughs> This film's not great, and I and I get it, Scott, and I get where you're coming from. And if I'd if, if I'd have never seen this film before, and I'd have come at it at a critical standpoint now, I'd be like, "What the hell am I watching?" And I I'm not going to knock you too much for your score because I get it, I understand what you're saying, but I can't help but have love for this film. I've grown up with it. I watch it multiple times throughout the year now it's my favorite halloween film i still watch it yearly if not multiple times throughout the year it's just it's just nostalgia bit for me and and it takes me back to a simpler time in life before marriage before kids before before mortgages and bills it was just it (laughs) it just takes me back to that time in my life where i just lived for smoking weed and and having a good time with my friends and and I love this film for that and I love the the memories that it brings for me when I watch it um the only criticisms I really really have is I don't like the last act I hate the stuff with the puppetry at the end and I really can't stand Jessica Alba's character she is beautiful to watch she looks outstanding in this film but she this film is a very hammy film it's a very silly slapstick film but she dials it up to 11 and I don't like her performance. I don't like when she's on screen. She always deters away from everything else and she doesn't feel like she sits well with the tone. So uh, I don't like Jessica Alba and I also, not as a person, I'm sure she's a very lovely woman. I just don't like her in this and I don't like the last act with the puppetry. I think everything past the point of 
where the off-screen guy gets his head ripped off and then there's a big stampede and they go into the tunnels. And I think it kind of loses its way in that last sort of 10, 15 minutes. If it wasn't for that last 10, 15 minutes, this would be a 10 out of 10 for me or a 5 out of 5 as I like to score them. But I'm still going to give it a very respectful score of 4 out of 5 or a 9-ish if we yeah. score out of 10. Uh, and I get it. And I understand that for both of you, there is that nostalgia attached to it. For me, there's there's not. And I, I don't get it. Um, if you want to watch Idle Hands, you can rent it everywhere in every country. It's not available for free because, well, I don't know why. This should be on YouTube. It should be free. Um, next time we are back on Friday with news. Um, and next week, we, you remember we had the spate of listener requests in January that I never that we've only just getting round to. Uh, next week is the last listener request from last year, from January. That's uh, me from it. I don't even know what happened last week. Uh, and we're going to be doing Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That's another first watch for me. This is insane. I am getting some serious films done on my checklist. At Killer Clown, I yeah, we're going to have fun next week. Um, before we go, Jordana, thank you for coming on. It's it's taken so long to get you on the show, and I am really sorry. Um, where can we all find you? Um, so I just joined TikTok. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I'm on there. So you can follow me on there. Um, Anchor and Spotify. Season one's already up. Like I said, season two will be dropping 2023 and there'll be more details about the projects that are coming out. Um, so be sure uh, to check you. I'm excited for the projects. I, 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 I too. I, I know when you keep things quiet, it tends to be something quite big. Because like when you were like, when your first episode was coming and you and me were talking, you didn't give any hint of when it was coming. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you just dropped it. And it was like, wow, I didn't expect that. So I'm I'm excited for what you've got coming. Well, thank you. I just feel like it's a little bit more structured because I had no structure. So moving forward, particular podcast will have more structure and hopefully it'll be a little bit more cohesive. But I mean, I'm happy with what I have now. It's kind of all over the place. It's great. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. And your most active page is your Instagram page, particular yes. podcast. That is where we can find you and that's where we can keep up with most of your updates. Yes. Yeah. And it's. Instagram is so great because you can chat with people, you can do lives, you can, it's just, I feel so connected on that platform. Other ones, like you have more like connections, yes, but I feel like it's more intimate on Instagram and yeah. hopefully season two, I'm going to try to venture into like the YouTube realm and do more like videos and, and have like that interaction. So cool. Yeah. No, that, that, that's brilliant. Well, as I now know you're on TikTok, I will come and find you and I will, I will drag you into the TikTok community because they're crazy. They're great fun, but they are all lunatics. Please. And yes, I've, I've had a touch of craziness and I've found movies that I never knew existed. And I don't know if I want to know they exist. Yeah. T- t- TikTok's a bizarre place. So on TikTok, yeah. there's the ability to sort of jump on the back of someone's video. And by doing that, you kind of, that's how you get roped into other people's little worlds on TikTok. And you'll say something and someone will jump on and go, no, you're wrong. And it happens to me a lot. <laughs> I, I, I might do an idle hands video just to see what kind of stitches I get. I'll go and do this. I'll do a mini review of idle hands and kill it again and see what happens. Jordana, you will instantly just regret being on other platforms and wish you just stayed on Instagram. I'm on, t- I'm on Twitter and like, 
there was this thing going on the other day. I don't yeah. even know how to describe it, where everyone's like tagging all the other people. And like, I think Angel from Voices of the Mausoleum started it. And then like, there was like 15 other people tagged in it. And like, you get to the point where you're like, there's like that many comments. And then like, how do you feed, how do you find the original post? Like if you go on Instagram and you like got a thread and everyone's talking and it's like, it's just all there. But if you go on TikTok and you get a notification and you click on that notification, it'll take you to that one comment, like 20 comments later. And like nothing else is before it. And I'm like, <laughs> how, how do I see the rest of the post? How, how do I see the, re- this is a genuine question. How do I see the rest of it? Honestly, though, like, for, so for Twitter, like, Twitter was, it was just, like, my my least used platform, but I just recently did the Terrifier 2 watch party with, like, the cast and the crew, and, like, Darcy from Joe Bob, like, his show, she followed me, Bloody Disgusting, like, tweeted stuff, like, I was talking to Art, or to David, I was talking, you know what I mean, like, that's cool, because I feel like you get more interaction with, like, cast and crew, which is yeah. kind of cool, get, like, questions that you have about it comments like you know that's cool but again like I get so lost because someone will reply on something and I have I'm like how the hell do I find out what you're responding to like I don't even know what you're saying yeah exactly I need one of them like you know them books that are like them for dummy books it's like how to change your car tire for dummies I need one of those for Twitter because it is yeah. fucking box in my mind there on how to use it I just well, don't get it on yeah. the plus side though your Christmas present is now sorted because I'm sure Twitter for dummies exists if it does, I would desperately require a copy of it. Please give it to me. Like the key, the key slogan is "fake it till you make it." So you just have to just act like you know what you're doing because that's what I do. And uh, I don't be... even bother. I'll just like I'll go on Instagram and I'm like, oh, I'm sure I have a Twitter account, so I'll go on Twitter and I'll look, and it's like 17 notifications, and I'll click on one. It's like yes, 52 comments out of 100. I'm like, where's the rest of the comments? Like, how do I follow what's going on with this thread? Uh, I, I do think we may have to steal that slogan though, and actually make that the slogan of the show, fake it till you make it. Seriously. <laughs> you <have to> <laughs> Honestly, like, I don't, I just go by whatever. Like I say, it's going to be this. And then sometimes stuff happens and it's this. And yeah, a, a little bit like what happened today when Mark told me Idle Hands was good and it really wasn't. That's exactly how it happens here. I honestly can't wait for this episode to come out and your inbox to just blow up. <laughs> I'm so that you didn't enjoy it. I thought that you would uh, appreciate like the cheese of it, but so did yeah. I. <laughs> I genuinely thought you would have loved this film. I thought I was expecting you to watch it and come back to me and be like, "Mate, that was incredible! What a yeah. fucking ride!" Yeah. No. Unfortunately, if I ever make a comeback tour to weed, maybe I'll I'll indulge then. I'll do, I'll do I'm a... going to send you some weed. I want you to get really stoned. I don't smoke weed, by the way, guys. I'm saying that like I have it lying around the house. I, those days are gone for me. Like I'm not that guy anymore. But I will Same. find it and I will source it out and send you some, just so you can experience this film stoned. And if it doesn't, re- if it doesn't reach me, the postman's going to have a very nice weekend. Yes, a Christmas tip. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I won't put my return address on it. <laughs> um, seriously, thank you for coming on, Jordana. Uh, Mark, as you claim that your memory is so wonderfully fantastic, uh, movie quote us out of here, please. Uh, yeah, actually, for once, I am actually prepared. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> sorry, that actually caused more problems than I intended it to. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I do wish we could chat for longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. Oh, fabulous. Well done. 
comment, message, let us know what you think. And as always, guys, we will see you on Friday. See you later. Before you forget, you want to die tonight? Hypochondriac with asthma is in there. I just lose all sense of equilibrium. I don't know what's happening. I'm going to say 9 out of 10. Always enjoy watching it every time. Windmills were fire hazardous. You literally used the paycheck to pay for a house. That's all it was for. Meeting someone for the first time, you wouldn't be talking like that. Because he was so stoned, he'd like half fallen asleep. You and Tasha are meant to be. I'll figure that shit out. <laughs> I just got fired yesterday. I'm free. I swear to God, I'm gonna stick that whoop up your asshole.